Welcome to the Finding Life Teaching Podcast, where we lead people to find life in Jesus through teaching the Bible. In 1 John 4, 18, John writes, John, the, the, the one that was the closest to Jesus when Jesus walked on this earth, there is no fear in love. Instead, Perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. Think about that for a moment. Think about this ideal that John puts out there. Perfect love drives out fear. Imagine that type of life. Imagine where uh, in a community, in in a workplace, in a church that we love each other so perfectly Nobody fears each other. Nobody's worried about each other. Nobody's wondering what lurks lurks around the corner. Nobody's worried about what type of hard conversation we might have. Nobody's worried about who's coming for my job. Nobody's worried about anything. Nobody's fearful about anything because perfect love drives out fear. I know this is talking in ideals. You're like, oh, that's that's not the real world, right? But don't we wish this to be the real world? world i mean think about the last time you feared a conversation with somebody else why is that you're worried about punishment you're worried about judgment you're worried about what they're going to say um if they're going to um i mean fire you or not what they're going to do they're going to go gossip perfect love drives out fear In this series called Three Tools, we're taking a look at the tools that God gives us to tap into the eternal life, the Zoe life, the the abundant life that God gives us that flows from his throne through our soul into every area of our life. We've taken a look at the Bible and we've taken a look at prayer and now we're transitioning to the community. The community of believers. And God gives us this community of believers in order to tap deeper into the eternal life that he wants to flood our soul with. And there's a common thought that says, I don't need church. It's just me and God and we're good and I'm good. Or... There's a common thought that, you know what, if I just show up to church and the more times I show up to the building of church, the better disciple I am going to be. And right now, while we're in the middle of social distancing and and stay-at-home orders and lockdowns and, and things like that, well, that doesn't hold its weight, now does it? Community is much deeper than a worship service. God does not, or or Jesus, the the, the great um, uh, the the great commission did not say go and make worship services. He said go and make disciples. Jesus, when he said I will build my church, church is not a building. Church is not an organization. Church is the gathering of his people. It is the community. So. How is the community supposed to function so that the community, the individuals inside the community, and the community gives away this eternal life to others, to others inside the community and to others outside the community? So if you think of it this way, I've watched uh, Ford v. Ferrari and then uh, read the book that was behind that movie. So 
kind of kind of got racing cars going through my mind. Imagine a, a V12 engine, just this massive, massive uh, power plant of horsepower and power and strength and speed and dynamic. I mean, imagine that. That's kind of how our lives are supposed to be with the spirit coursing through the veins of our soul. But imagine, imagine just shutting down a third of those cylinders, four of those cylinders. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. If, 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 if four cylinders are locked up, the entire engine is not going to go and, and stuff. It's not like a quarter or a third of the, of, of the house par- horsepower is just going to go away and the whole thing. Okay, I get, I get that. But imagine, imagine this, this massive power plant of an engine. Just all of a sudden, a, a third of the, the horsepower just goes away. Is it going to win? It's not going to win. It's not going to be as powerful. It's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to have the speed. It's not going to have the endurance. It's not going to have in, have what it takes to win and to succeed. Not tapping in to God's eternal life through community is like just shutting off a third of the potential power that we have because of God's Holy Spirit. There's no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. Love is like the oil. When an engine moves, these metal parts, they cause friction. And oil reduces the friction. When communities get together, when, 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 when people, when individuals come together in a community, oh, shoot, like when two people come together in marriage, there is friction, Right? And love is the oil that helps reduce the friction and helps reduce the effects of the friction. And the greatest of these, as Paul said, is love. Right? So, let's take a look at love. What's love got to do with it? Right? What's, what's love got to do with it? <clears throat> well, it's the oil. So, if we've got this oil that we can pour into our engine and make all the friction, all the friction, not go away, but reduce and reduce the effects. What does this love look like? Because perfect love drives out fear. Now, people may ask kind of the, 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 the same type of question, but two sides of the same coin. One may say, okay, this means that I can do whatever I want and nobody can like have a hard conversation with me. I'm all for that. And then the opposite side of that is, well, <clears throat> anybody can do what they want and we can't have any hard conversation with them. I mean, this means that we're just all rainbows and fairies and, and, and unicorns and, and, you know, kumbaya and, and, and nothing. <clears throat> Friction is going to happen. How do we reduce it? How do we uh, reduce the effects of it? Okay, so... Let's take a look at this word punishment. I, I use blueletterbible.com to do my word study uh, largely. And um, punishment, the idea behind punishment is the idea of torment. 
Okay, is the is the idea of 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 one person tormenting another. So when 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 we are coming to somebody with bad news and the fear that we have with that bad news, whether it's whether it's a hard conversation we have to have with them because they've done something to us, or or we've done something to them, or 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 we just we we, we tried something it didn't work and we made a mistake, or we 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 lost a bunch of money, whatever that may be, we fear because we fear the torment. The punishment, the judgment that they are going to bestow on us. And torment, that is the end game. When we're talking about torment, that's the end game. If we're leading out of torment, we're, we're not going for anything else. We just simply want them to fear us because, because we have tormented them into fearing us. And that's all we want out of this. And if you are a leader in the church and you are leading through torment and fear, if, if phrases like, I'd rather be feared than respected, or I'd rather be feared than love, loved, this is not what God designed. This is not how we lead inside of the church. In fact, this is not how we lead inside of the marketplace. And we'll kind of talk about that later. But... If this is your leadership tactic, 1 John 4, 20 and 21 says this, If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. And in this entire context, if anyone says, I love God, but wants to torment their brother or sister, they are a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command for, from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. So if you are leading inside the church and tormenting people, thinking that that is leadership, stop it, repent, find Jesus. You are not a follower of Jesus if you say, if you uh, 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 lead with torment. Now, this doesn't mean, this does not mean if you cannot love perf perfectly and people perfectly, if this does mean, this, this doesn't mean that if you've ever messed up in love, you're not following Jesus. This means that if, if, if the primary tactic you are using and you are proud of it is torment, this is not Jesus. You can be going to church every day. You could be you could be a leader in the church, a deacon, an elder, a, a staff member, you and leading with torment, it doesn't matter. You do not follow Jesus. That is not characteristic of a follower of Jesus. So what does it look like to love this way? What does it look like to grow in this love? We have to uh we have to distinguish between punishment and discipline see punishment is the torment this 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 passage doesn't really talk about discipline hebrews 12 gives us a picture into discipline discipline is not the end game when we discipline somebody or discipline ourselves dis the, the, the discipline itself is not the end game in hebrews 12 we see that 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 god disciplines his children 
proving, first of all, that they are his children because he disciplines them. He, he has this hard conversation with them, right? And he does this as the end game. What, what, what the end game is for God when he disciplines his children is that he wants them, he wants us to share in his holiness. I mean, think about that. He disciplines us so that we share in his holiness. He is sharing his holiness with us. So he disciplines us to be able to share in his holiness so that the next time this situation comes up, we go, wait a minute, this is not the holiness of God. I need to go in this direction because this is the holiness of God. And the holiness of God is, the, is what gives me eternal life in my soul and the eternal life in my soul leads me towards towards God's holiness so when I discipline my children I'm trying to do it out of discipline not torment torment is the end is I want them to fear me discipline is I want them the next time this situation comes up to think you know what this did not end well for me last time. And really what the end goal is that, you know, when I call my brother stupid or when I, uh, when I escalate the situation and end up punching my brother, that's not, that's not in this, what we've talked about, the holiness of God. That may not be what they're going, what's going through their mind at 10 or eight or whatever, but this is where we're headed. This is where we're going of disciplining them in order that they understand how to live such a life that looks like the holiness of God. And in leadership, you know, we're talking about love and, and, and leadership and, and okay, you're like, okay, I get that for the church, but what about the marketplace? As, as a leader, as a developer of, of referees at a, at a youth soccer complex, you know, people, people are like, this referee made this mistake. You've got to keep them accountable. I'm not looking to keep anybody accountable. That's fear. That's torment. I want to get them better. I want to make them better. And I want, and I want the referees to see me watching them and not fear but rather say, I, there's nobody else I'd rather watching my game because they're not going to hold, he's not going to hold me accountable. He's going to make me better. Even if I make a mistake, what he's going to do is he's going to get me better through this mistake. This is love. It's not never having a hard conversation. It's having the mindset that what we're going for here is something deeper, something bigger, something, something more grand. It is you sharing in God's holiness. And look, most people, healthy people, that's what they want. Yes, the hard conversation is hard, but ultimately they want the holiness of God and you want the holiness of God in your life and so you're willing to go through difficult conversations with somebody having a conversation with you about the holiness that is not being shown in your life and so how do we grow in this first John four seventeen says as we live in God our love grows more perfect See, how we grow in God's love or how we grow in loving perfectly is not focusing on loving perfectly. It's focusing on the one who loves perfectly. Because 1 John 4, 19 says we love because he first loved us. We're going we're gonna to show a simple definition of love in the next episode. But 
But we love because he first loved us. He, because he so loved the world that he sent his son to die for the world. So that we can have eternal life. See, we don't love better. We don't love more perfect because, we're, because we are focused on God's love. Or because we're focused on getting better at love. We love more perf- perfectly because we focus on the one who loves perfectly. So we're coming to God's word to see the one who loves God or loves perfectly. We pray to come before the throne of the one who loves perfectly so that his love, his perfect love will come down here on earth in our life more perfectly. And we show up to worship service in small group or Sunday school or, or, or the community of believers, not because we want to check off the box that we have been in attendance this week, but rather because we want to remain in God, the one who loves perfectly, so that we can love more perfectly because we are in his presence among those all seeking out the one who loves perfectly and wanting to remain in him. So we are we are worshiping him together there's there is power there is power in numbers and so we come together in those numbers to be able to remain in god so that his love is more perfect in our life so for those of you just kind of kicking the tires to this jesus thing you say wait a minute i mean i think i think i kind of kind of do this or or you know you You've read Good to Great, Jim Collins, Good to Great, and, and, and read about the level five leader. There's there's these principles in this. Or you read uh, Ken Blanchard and Phil Hodges, The Servant Leader. And you, you go, I, I, I get this. I want to implement this. And, and, and you've, you've, you've you kind of lead already like this. This is what we call in, in church circles common grace. The fact that, you know, God's truth, God's truth is truth no matter if we're talking about in the church or in the marketplace it is better to lead like this no matter where we're leading and if you've gotten this if you've if you've if you've encountered this and and you're like oh yeah that makes sense so you started implementing some of these some of these principles you've you've encountered god's common grace and what he wants to do with this common grace is for you to go wait a minute you mean to tell me God is not the, the judgmental lightning bolt God that I thought that he was? That, that God is love and he first loved us in this way, so therefore we love? Oh, I see it now. And so now you follow Jesus because he first loved you. And you got this common grace before you even got Jesus. That's what he wants. This, that's how he wants to use this. And for those of you inside the church, are you leading out of fear and torment? Or are you leading out of love and discipline? Which one is it? Do you want a community of people who fear each other? Because however you lead is how is the direction they will go. So what kind of community do you want? And do you want a community that has eternal life, abundant life flowing through the veins of their soul into each other? Or do you want the eternal life to be shut off because you're leading by fear? 
Remember, we grow in love by remaining in God, the one who loves perfectly. So here's today's prayer. God, how are you perfecting my love for others? Thank you for listening to the Finding Life Teaching Podcast. You can find more content online. Our website is findinglife.me. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at findinglife19. If you like what you hear, a little bit of help goes a long way. Like, share, and comment through social, rate and review through iTunes, and finally, subscribe through your podcast player of choice. Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Amazon is now hiring near you for the holiday season, and they're looking for team members who know that delivering important packages really matters. From boxing it up to sending it on its way, every package Amazon delivers matters to someone. Are you ready to start delivering smiles that can make someone's every day? Are you ready for benefits and flexible shifts? Immediate hourly roles are available at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.